Welcome in to, dare I say, a special edition of Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are my friends, Kyle and Seth. And I am pumped, gentlemen. I am fully torqued for this episode. How are you guys feeling? Relaxed. Calm. Uh, Could it be? <laughs> no, it's been... Quite a wild time. NBA trade deadline. We've got the Super Bowl in whatever, three days, four days. Uh, yeah. Let's go. We need to play some of those like time out at a basketball game music. yeah <laughs> when the uh when the little cows come flying in from the parachutes uh as seth mentioned the super bowl is on sunday the biggest game of the year and yet as well as that the nba trade deadline just ended today and it was the most wild trade deadline in recent memory in our memories which aren't very long Many, many moves were made. And I just, to both of them to happen at the same time, I just don't know how I can get through the week without a palpitation. And I didn't. I had several. Also, yeah. you know what? Before we talk sports, I have a bone to pick with America. Not America, really. The world. Uh, you know how I have a penchant for having three liquids in front of me? Right That's now, I have... Statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now I have a beer, a tea, and a water. As is You're my coffee short. <laughs> this is my way. And I've been seeing Seth sent me a TikTok. Um you say it like that. About this. And then Matt the talk, sent me another one today. And it's like some trending thing where people are like, Oh, I feel like the peak of luxury is having three drinks at once. And then they'll show their three drinks, including the one Matt sent me today. Someone, this guy was showing a mimosa, a coffee and a water at brunch, which is, I basically patented what goes on here. <laughs> Clearly not. I'm telling you, I, someone has been following our friend group's lives for the past 10 years <laughs> and are bringing everything back that we've done and becoming TikToks famous from it. I know. I mean, are we going to get royalties from this? I mean, what goes on here? Maybe we're just not as unique as we thought we were. No, that can't be it. I'm in the TikTok <laughs> Discord. I can I can reach out to someone and ask on the royalties. Please do. If you can get in the CEO's ear and just let him know that sheesh was invented by you and three liquids was invented by me. There's gotta be some money in that. That the whole beans thing on TikTok. Beans as well, which I still don't understand, but I hope to one day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Before we get into things, should we talk about how I might just be like the greatest Wordle player of all time? Oh, my God. No, probably not. I don't want to talk about it. That's for sure. (laughs) It's now four out of the last nine days. I've guessed it in two guesses. That is honestly insane. (laughs) And I'm pretty pissed about it, to be honest. Might be 10 days now. It's Thursday. But you know what? The two, Two isn't even impressive. It's just luck. Not today's. What was today's, today's? You you had a good. The first word that you guessed like allowed you to 
have a decent chance at it too. What was your first guess? I'm not spoiling it. I I start with Rays every time. Rays. The answer was pause. So I had three out of five. Mm, That's a good one. And usually with my second guess, I tried to incorporate the the vowels that I haven't used yet, L or N, and neither of those made sense. So the only thing left was a P, baby. Pause. This one it's honestly, luck. I wake up every day a little disheartened that you've gotten so many twos. And <laughs> <laughs> I've only gotten one two, and it was the greatest day of my life, I think. You gotta be we'll just have to hope over the next 20 years it'll even out. I'm sure there's, a new, there's a new version of Wordle for math called Nerdle Game. I looked at it and I couldn't even fathom how anyone would ever <laughs> win it. You have to, it's like you have to do multiplication, addition, subtraction. Like you have to guess a math equation to get an answer, <laughs> but you don't know the answer or obviously what numbers are included in the equation or if it's multiplication, addition, subtraction. <laughs> it's wild. There's also a Taylor Swift wordle, which they for some reason didn't call Tordle. So I don't know why I wasn't consulted on that, but I tried it one day. I didn't get it at all because it was like one of her ex-boyfriends. So, but anyway, this isn't a Wordle podcast, and this is already going to be two hours long since <laughs> it's the greatest week in sports history. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we should start with the NBA trade deadline. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the course. Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. People are going to watch it. You know, it's old news by now. Uh, so all oh, the Olympics are going on too. By the way, yeah, USA sucks now, so it doesn't matter. We do. Mm-hmm. We have four goals already. Not enough. <laughs> uh, all right, we gotta we gotta dive into this NBA trade deadline trade deadline because one of the most wild trades in recent memory just occurred. Ben Simmons for James Harden. I wanted it. Oh. <laughs> I wanted it two years ago. I finally got it now, but it was a different team that received it. If you would believe it. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets received Ben Simmons as well as Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, uh, a first, first round pick this year, which they can defer to next year if they want. And a 2027 first top eight protected. So, and it doesn't even defer And then the Sixers get, it was the Sixers get James Harden. You might've heard of him on this podcast. I'm sure you have. And Paul Millsap, which if they ever play a game in the Applebee's, Best. I mean, he's, best he's valuable. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I mean, hose me down. Am I right? Uh, this is just one of those. I think it could honestly work out okay for both teams. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I just, whew, it really threw me. What do you guys, what are your first reactions to it? Slap me twice and call me Sandy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like you said, we've been clamoring for it. Uh, Ben Simmons to be surrounded by purely shooters to just play defense essentially and distribute as needed. Um, I think it gives the Nets um, that a lot of extra depth, especially with like Curry to play small. Uh, Ben can rotate to the five. Durant can rotate to the five. Like um, it gives them a lot more avenues, I feel like. Uh, not as many, res- they're not as restricted. Obviously, they're 
might not have those, you know, a superstar score on the court at all times if they were to sit Kyrie and Durant at the same time. But even still, you got Seth Curry now, who obviously, as we know, is the better Curry brother. So, um, and then for Philly, when when Embiid gets to sit, now there's another player on the court that could truly be relied on. So it really gives them that added flexibility to not have to push Joel 40 minutes a game if not necessary. So let's, Seth, before I throw to you, let's let's focus on the Nets fit first. Um, I agree with what you say, Kyle, as long as Kyrie is playing, which as we know, he's only playing road games right now. We'll see if that's by the playoffs. Yeah. Even um, if it's not by the playoffs, they'll just have to pay a fine, I think. Yeah, it's a little murky on if they will because the NBA says you can't break any laws, so you'd have to. The NBA would also fine you, maybe, or do something more rash. So we'll see what happens. We're also seeing mask mandates and stuff. Well, I guess it yeah. doesn't matter if he's not yeah. vaccinated, though, right? I mean, it's all fluid, but definitely if Kyrie plays, it's a it's a good basketball fit, I think, because you know Kyrie and KD are so elite at shooting and ball handling right where Simmons doesn't have to be the point guard then on that team. And he can fit that role of, of screening and diving and playing great defense. Um, I don't know if it's like thinking too much about it, but are the nets better suited to place in the bottom half of the East so that they're forced to play more away games? It's not a ridiculous, it sounds ridiculous, but they probably like, if the mandate is still in effect. They probably are going to tank the last few games to try to get make sure they have more road games and home games. <laughs> this is the world we live in right now. It's game inside the game. So, Seth, what do you think about the fit, fit wise at least, with Simmons on that on that Nets team? <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know how much better you could draw it up if you were just creating a team for Ben Simmons. I think the the question still remains, um, can Ben perform on the playoffs? Yeah. Will having star players like Kevin Durant and Kyrie around him, taking the load off of him for shooting, will that alleviate, you know, the pressure that he feels or is it still going to be there? And last four minutes of a playoff game, intentional foul Simmons going to the line, shooting 30%, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like is, is, are those demons going to come back to him? Um, would it have been better for him to spend a couple years playing for Detroit or mm-hmm. Sacramento? I right. Mean, it's still a big stage at least, right? Going to Sacramento could never be better for a player's career, <laughs> but <laughs> somewhere where it's like not quite in the limelight. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think my biggest takeaway of this trade is, it's one of the very, very rare trades between two contenders, especially in the same conference, but where somehow both of them immediately get better for this year, uh, which only really happens because Ben Simmons is just not playing. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like anything would be an improvement over that. I mean, they, got, they lost Seth Curry, so... It's basically like going from Seth to James Harden. And then the Nets get more depth. James wasn't happy there. So he was just being his same pissy self and not trying. So basically anything would have been better than that too. 
and can we, we project that you know Ben Simmons can get back to a borderline All Star kind of form, and certainly defensively and playmaking wise, which is all Brooklyn needs. So pretty wild that suddenly they're both like going to be contenders in the Eastern Conference. And my biggest wish now for the rest of the season is that the two of them match up against each other in the playoffs. Please. That's all I want. That would be incredible. <laughs> the storylines. Holy shit. We, let, let's touch on that harder point real quick of why I, I, I'm still curious why he's unhappy. He was unhappy in the situation. I understand being unhappy with Kyrie and his unwillingness to get vaccinated in order to play all the games. Obviously I'd be pissed at Kyrie. He has every right to be pissed at Kyrie. My question is why he wasn't willing to just wait till Durant comes back healthy after the all-star break and see if they can make a run in the finals. I, I, I'm just a little at loss for, for why he wasn't willing to wait that maybe he just really missed being with Daryl Morey and in the way he it sounded like, yeah, I mean, that could be part of it, but if I were him, at least I would have been like, all right, we have a pretty good shot at the finals. Once KD comes back, let me just ride this out and I'll leave in the off season. You know, the thing is, again, he was traded similar to Houston. He, he was essentially demanding where he wanted to go mm-hmm. and was traded to another team where he has a similar opportunity to make and make it to the finals and win based on the team that's already there. Yeah. But is the grass greener? I mean, his, his team that he was on was the title favorite by, and I obviously realize their extending circumstances, but they were the title favorite beginning of the year. And they're one of the greatest theoretical teams ever assembled. So, you know, it's interesting. I, I wonder if more will come out about like, if he really just hated Kyrie or I think there is a race, some of that stuff trickling out, you know, maybe that's, that's the biggest part. I don't know. Yeah. I heard some, saw something about Kyrie being happy once he found out that uh, Harden was essentially demanding this trade ready to get on without yeah. him. So, and Kyrie and I don't KD think are, that, are tight yeah. and Harden isn't really with them. So he's like the third wheel, you know? So I haven't watched the full thing yet, but and I didn't realize it was happening, but LeBron and KD had their all-star game draft today. Oh my God, so good. And at the end, I think, first of all, it's kind of interesting. Like I always find it interesting who they pick. Um, but the last two players <laughs> left at the very end were James Harden and Rudy Gobert. Uh <clears throat> on the opposite ends of the stogie boy spectrum and (laughs) Durant was up to pick and Durant went on this whole monologue about, well, you know, LeBron's got a lot of size. He's got Giannis. And, you know, I think I really need to get some, some size on my team. So I think I'm going to go go (laughs) bear. And then the whole like TNT crew is like joking about it. LeBron had to like cover his face with the clipboard numerous times. Uh, just because the undercurrent was like, well, you know, I'm not taking James Harden right now. <laughs> so, honestly, great move by LeBron to save Harden for Durant to see if he would yeah. take him. Is that the clutchest thing he's ever done in his career? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's up there. <laughs> uh, what about flipping to the other side on the Sixers? Um, I mean, they got the better player as it stands right now. I mean, one of the players isn't even playing basketball right now. So that's, you know, that's something you have to consider. Um, 
uh, they got to pay him in the offseason, you would assume. And it looks like he's going to get a four-year, $223 million extension that takes him through year 35. No, no, not 35. It's worse than that. 37. He's going to be 37 at the end of that. So that could be one of those that ages like Wall and Westbrook. I mean, maybe a little better than Westbrook because he can actually shoot. Um, but certainly you're you're probably not going to be getting your value on Harden at the end of that. Um, but, you know, Kyle, if if they win the finals before he – really begins his steep decline, it's all going to be worth it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I say it all the time. If you have the window to win a championship, you do what you got to do, whether it requires blowing up future potential. Like, not every team has a chance, obviously, every year we're looking at a, just a handful of teams usually and Philly's in that position where they, they have the opportunity to do it um, really is a non-playing Ben Simmons and Seth Curry going to help you more than James Harden is down the stretch. Obviously I'm sure Seth is going to bring up about Harden in the playoffs, but now you have Embiid to defer to if you need to. And, but, on the opposite side of that is in the playoffs, we've seen Embiid get, you know, limited to an extent by some of the top teams that are also in the East. So um, overall though, you know, you have to assume and any right minded person would that James Harden gives you better value this year than a player that's not playing and is a locker room headache and Seth Curry. Yeah. I mean, Harden's bad in the playoffs, but he's not as bad as Simmons. So that's still thing they can hang their hat on at least. And they were able to keep uh, Thibel and Maxi to their young studs mm-hmm. that they were uh, really reticent to part with. So it's just one of those trades where I feel like both teams could, could really uh, see this as a valuable trade in the coming years. And the, the craziest part is, they're in the same conference, both vying for the championship right next to each other in the standings. Like, I can't remember the last time that happened when two true contenders traded with each other, you know, especially mid-year, right, when they're both vying for for those top playoff spots. It's very interesting. Yeah. This that's, just the, <laughs> that's the biggest trade, Man. but it's not the only one we need to talk about. Uh, the biggest yeah, trade. I think you're forgetting the fact that Daniel Tice is back on the Celtics, baby. He's back, baby. <laughs> let's go. Um, let's go to. Boy, I have a lot to say on a couple of these. Let's go to Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton. Man, Anybody so here? I almost forgot about that trade. <laughs> so the Pacers get uh, Tyrese Halliburton. They get Buddy Heald and Tristan Thompson as filler. And the Sacramento Kings get uh, Demonis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a second. So, boy, I'll tell you what. I love Sabonis, but uh, basically the Kings have three point guards, and they traded the one away that they shouldn't have, that they absolutely under no circumstances should have traded. And they ended up paying the one that they shouldn't have paid at all, and now they're stuck with them. It's just – I feel like – Players like Tyrese Halliburton do not get traded as early into their careers. He's 21 years old. He's in his no, second they season. They shouldn't. Any right-minded team would never do that. <laughs> He's making $5 million. 
and <laughs> and he's shooting 41% from the three. And time and time again, when De'Aaron Fox is out, he has shown that he can run the offense efficiently and with great success. And they said, no, why don't we go ahead and, and, and trade you off to the Pacers? And the biggest thing, maybe, is, okay, we know the Kings are the laughing stock of the NBA, right? This is side note, actually. I was talking to my friend Colin today who doesn't know anything about sports, and we were trying to see how many NBA teams he could name. And he named, like, 20, and then, like, I could get him to, like, four or five more. And then the one team he didn't even know existed was the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about that right. just goes to show you. And they haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. 15 years tying an NBA Tied record. For longest in history, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about it, and it's like, I know that maybe they're making comparisons because they're both European center, centers, but there was kind of talk when Sabonis was on the market. They're like, yeah, we want a deal similar to what uh, Orlando got back for Vucevic last year. And this is like if a year ago <clears> – <throat> Sorry, am I frozen? Can you hear me? We can I can hear you, you, but you are frozen. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So this is like if a year ago Orlando had traded Vucevic and gotten John Morant back. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. And the thing is, what I was going to say at the end of that is that he was like the one who wanted to stay with the Kings, it seemed like, which yeah. no player ever does. He was like a culture setter. And he was like, I'm going to turn this team around. I'm going to build a culture here. I'm going to be a leader. And then they traded him. He was like, I guess they didn't want me. You know, I was going to give my all to the Kings. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to shout out uh, Hanif Abdurraqib on uh, Twitter who put it best. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton said, I'm going, to, I'm going to be here. I'm going to help change the culture and history of the franchise. And the Kings were like, whoa there. I think that's enough, pal. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, the Kings just time after time completely self-destruct. It's like a couple years ago, right? Everyone in the world is like, Luka Doncic is the best player in the draft. Take Luka. Take Luka. Hmm. Marvin Bagley. Oh, Marvin. <laughs> what? And then he's asked. He also just got traded. And now they're like, they, Tyrese Halliburton falls to them at 12. And it's a godsend. to be the gem of the draft. And we're like, wow, the Kings, maybe they can recover. Get them out of there. They're but. 15 games below 500, and they were buyers at the deadline. <laughs> hey, but they beat Minnesota last night. They did. They did. You know. Uh, All thanks to DeMontis. I'm glad they kept. I'm glad they kept. Fox, who's shooting 25% from three. That's uh, <laughs> that's what you want with your non-shooting center you just acquired. I mean, Sabonis is a better player right now, and I wish he had gone anywhere else. He could have helped many playoff teams. Instead, he has to go to the hellhole that is the Kings, and I'm kind of worried about him. I'm worried for him. I think, yeah, he honestly might just fall off the map, right? He might just, oh. like, stop trying be playing in china in a couple years <laughs> oh god man man and oh i just don't i just don't know so let's 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 stop lamenting the kings let's let's talk about the fit on the pacers how do you think brogdon and halliburton fit together 
and also Buddy and Duarte, their new rookie guard. We have we have kind of a crowded backcourt there, right, Kyle? What do you think? Do you think they're going to move Buddy again at the end of the season, or what, what do you think they're going to do with that rotation? I think you probably keep Buddy right and uh, get rid of – why can't I think of his name now? I think he Brogdon barely is, played uh, this year. Brogdon, uh, yeah. Not Brogdon. Oh. Who's the uh, – who lit up the bubble? C.J. Warren. Oh, C.J. Yeah. Warren. But he's more of a small forward, though. Yeah, but Buddy still would have four guards. Small forward, yeah. He's played small forward. You could maybe get away with with those three guards. I wonder if they try to move Brogdon because of his. I just think Brogdon's contract is up at the end of this year. That's what I was just trying to look up. Actually, no, they I extended so him. That, they couldn't oh. trade him because they extended Brogdon. Yeah, you might be right. He just I'm started right. his extension, yeah, extension. So I just wonder what they could even get for Brogdon, given how he's injured every year. You know. He, I mean, he'd be a he'd be a good player for like a team that's in need of a, you know, a, a point guard that's not selfish. But he's a really good player. He just can't stand the court. That's the yeah. problem it's been, right? Uh, it looks like he's only under contract through this next season, right? Yeah, but they extend. I I oh, swear, no, they, they upcoming contract extensions. Yeah. Because he couldn't get traded before December 15th because he just signed an extension. Right, right, right. So, yeah, anyway, I, I, mean, I mean, to answer your question, Sam, I think Halliburton could fit with any team in the league. He's just the type of player he could I mean, you saw fit him anywhere. We saw He's him the type of player you want to give up with Fox, who is yeah. a dominant, you know, on ball player. So, yeah, he. I think yeah. Halliburton's the better player between him and Brogdon. But yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a Halley stand. So, I mean, that's who I wanted the Bulls Poison. to take. Uh, I know a couple years ago we talked about yeah, it. We got Lonzo, who's the older Halley, so it's fine. All right, well, I predict a, a further playoff drought for the Kings. You heard it here first, um, but. Glad they went all in, being 15 games under 500. Uh, another couple teams down to the standings made a trade. CJ McCollum, finally, after years of trade rumors, do we need to break up Damon CJ? It's finally been done. He goes to the Pelicans. They get him, Larry Nance Jr., who just had a surgery for some reason that they maybe weren't aware about. I don't know. Tony Snell. Does he still have something left in the tank? Who knows? The Blazers get Josh Hart, who me and Kyle have always sneaky loved. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who they flipped immediately to the Jazz to get Joe Ingles. Uh, To get a pick, really. Right. Some salary filler and then a 2022 first and two seconds. Now, the 2022 first, basically, if it lands from 5 to 14, they get it. If it doesn't, then they get it. Then it goes to years to come. So you this is another the woodland between five. And you 14. would think, yeah. This is another funny one because these that. two teams are a half game apart in the standings, and yet one of them blew up their team, and the other one went all in. Now we understand the reasons for that, right? The Pelicans want to keep Zion, and they want to keep him happy. And the Blazers have lost Dame for the rest of the year, so they're ready to rebuild around him. But 
Very interesting trade. What did you think, Seth? You are the the resident Blazers truther, he who picked them to win the finals this year, uh, and they are now tanking and traded all their players. <laughs> That's got to be the worst prediction we've ever made on this podcast, right? Yeah, that'll work out to Seth. <laughs> Outrageous. Maybe fine. <clears throat> and I don't – did I pick them to win or just make it? Terrible. Like, I don't remember, actually. But, yeah. Um, I think, by all accounts, the Dame CJ backcourt had run its course. They'd given it a fair shot, and I think they just needed to shake up there. I, I'm a little bit disappointed on their behalf, like that they couldn't get more back for CJ. But you know, they got some pieces. It seems like they're going to try to like not necessarily use excuse me, not necessarily use those draft picks or at least all of them and instead kind of use that as potential trade filler, trade assets to get other players because it seems like they're they're not trying to like do a full rebuild. They're trying to be good next year with Dame, but just get better players, you know, with the assets they're acquiring. Um, I don't know how well that'll work, but I think it, it's probably worth a shot. Um, and I think it makes sense for the Pels. And when you think of even just next year, Zion coming back, mm-hmm. if we just pretend that he's fully healthy, who, who's to say? But let's just say. And then you have Ingram, CJ. You know, that's a pretty solid top three. And then add in Jonas uh, as well. like. I don't know. That's not a bad core if Zion can be what he's shown. So, yeah, I, I worry. I think it kind of makes sense. I, yeah. I think Portland maybe could have gotten more, but they got some picks out of it, some decent players. Um, and hopefully, for my fantasy team, CJ will be able to blast some of the Pels. I, uh, I think they, they got positive return for CJ. And I was reading some things about how. People thought they might have thrown in a pick to get rid of CJ because he's paid so much. He's paid like $30 million and he's True. not even an all-star. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's so weird in the NBA. It's like, yeah, but he's better than anyone you're putting in the deal, you know? But what do you think about the fit in the Pelicans, Kyle? I do wonder about defensively how Ingram, uh, Ingram, Zion, and CJ fit together. None of them are stalwarts, certainly. But maybe with that Herb Jones steal, you know, maybe they make it work on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we really have to think about it because Zion might not play another game in the NBA. So, um, Are you reporting this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say he's bigger than Khalil Mack at this point uh, and probably not as strong. So something's got to happen here before he does come back. And even though we I'm thought not... that bet was a shoe in that you made with Merlina that he would make an all-NBA team Fuck, at any I forgot point in his that. career, <laughs> that might not wow. happen now. Oh my god! I'm gonna lose that bet, aren't I? <laughs> That's incredible. I, I I don't take a lot of stock into players' body size. Like I don't know. You talked about it a I, lot with Harden back in the day. I think you're thinking <laughs> of Sam. <clears throat> um, I think it makes a difference how hard somebody tries, and if they're in the right conditioning, right? But Body types yeah. are different. 
different people can have be able to sprint the whole game at a bigger size than others. So I think I the size really matters say for that. Health. You know, it's like a lot to put on his his lower body, which we've already seen, right? A lot of lower well, body injuries. A lot I mean, of people have lower body injuries who weigh hundred pounds less too. So I mean, we just talked about how Malcolm Brogdon's injury prone and nobody's talking about how big he is. So I don't I don't agree with the correlation there. Um, but I think the concern that I have for Zion is the injuries themselves and, and the seeming like lack of urgency to come back. It's like, does he really want to be there? Is he motivated? Mm -hmm. Does he care enough? Is he in the gym? doing everything he can to rehab like from the stories that we've heard i don't i don't know that i'm convinced of that so that makes me a little nervous in addition to the injury history um which was also my principal complaint about harden both when he forced his way out of houston and just now in brooklyn like i prefer players who try hard so uh yeah we'll see what's on but yeah, I, mean, I would definitely be more nervous about that bet than whenever you made it. <laughs> I know, right? So I will say the the Herb Jones pick seems to be. I don't know if Seth's going to say something or if he's just frozen in such a position. I think he's um, frozen, but he's back. Um, one of the things that I think this does help when Zion does return is it gives them another or gives them a, what should be a reliable scorer since we know that ideally, I think Zion would kind of be that point forward position, be more of a ball dominant player and distributor. Whereas McCollum can do that, but he's so used to playing off ball. I feel like that, you know, I I think that kind of complements that team probably better than we think, but you know, I don't know where they're going to go in the West anymore. Yeah, the thing about the emergence of like the Grizzlies and yeah. yeah, I mean we'll have to. I mean yeah, they're probably still in the bottom half fighting for the play-in anyway. I mean, the the nice thing about CJ is that he is an elite shooter, and you always want more of that around Zion, right? He's become an elite off the dribble three point shooter, which they're sorely mm-hmm. lacking on this team, and and a catch. He's a great catch and shoot uh, three point shooter as well, and you always want more spacing around Zion, right? So that's going to help offensively, at least once he comes back. I'm a little worried that they're kind of doing what the Cavs did when they had LeBron, where they just go all in every year and try to get veterans, and then they're hard capped, and then they, like, don't really have any flexibility to do anything, and they just leave, you know? Like, now they're – I mean, CJ makes $33 So they're basically in the tax now, and they're limiting their flexibility – they made a lot of moves recently, like not keeping Lonzo, not keeping Drew, and just kind of like trying to keep getting more stabs at the at the apple around Zion. And I just worry that that's going to really hinder them in the future, you know, and he's just going to leave anyway. I sort of see the analogy you're making. I don't know that's totally accurate because they have been trying to get draft picks a lot. And the Cavs yeah. were doing the opposite. Um, I guess it's more like what they did with Anthony Davis. 
<laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, that's kind of life. Is, is CJ DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, right? I mean, that's kind of life as a small market team when you get a star, isn't it? You're always, you're always desperate to keep that star. Cleveland and New Orleans are certainly not the biggest NBA markets. So we'll see how it plays out. This one, I really have to – somebody needs to hold me back on this one. Chris Stops gets traded to the Wizards for, I think, a waste management dumpster. Uh, the Wizards <laughs> receive Chris Stops in a second, and the Mavericks get Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, who are two out of the three worst players in the league, along with Robert Covington. Uh, let me just Let me just – Explain to you what's going on here, okay? If I may. I'll allow it. So the Mavericks trade two firsts for Christoph Porzingis, okay? They get several years later, they get two shitty players back and throw in a second. They throw in a second. May I read to you Bertan's contract and his shooting this year? Five years, $80 million. He's shooting 32% for three. Let me ask you, can he defend a piece of paper? No, he cannot. Also, he's getting DNP CDs on an $80 million contract, and they threw in a second to get him and Spencer Dinwiddie. You might ask yourself, well, maybe Spencer Dinwiddie is shooting well. That is incorrect, actually. He's shooting 37% from the field, the whole field, the entire field, 31% from three, averaging 12, four, and six. That's really good. No, it's not. So uh, they didn't even save What's any he's money. Shooting from either. The court, they weren't though. even like, oh, he's not we're playing getting- football. What'd you say? They said, what's he shooting from the court, though? He's not playing football. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. He's actually 60% from the court. There you go. Uh, they also didn't even save any money. You might be like, oh, at least they got rid of Kristaps' gargantuan contract. No, they're paying more for these two players than they are for Kristaps. Can someone explain to me what's going on here? The Luca and Kristaps experiment didn't work. That's fine. Can you get? Can you do something that helps your team now or in the future in any way? Who do you think wanted Kristaps though? Probably no one after seeing him play either. <laughs> He's at the peak of his value right now. His, his recent value, at least. He's been playing well. I don't think he's trash, but I, he is. Here's the thing: not too long ago, probably what a year, a year ago, year and a half ago, we were talking about Din Dinwiddie being the player that we didn't think Brooklyn should trade between him and Karis LeVert. This, this wasn't very long ago. Were we that I don't remember that. I hate both of them. <laughs> this, was ob- this was before Harden, obviously. Who else was there at the time? He, was Durant. He that was the year Durant a couple, was out. A couple good years for the Nets. And maybe he has something left. I think... Sam, Sam, to explain this to you, I think it was Luca wanted Chris Stops out. They didn't get along, didn't like playing together. He was done with them. Cuban's going to do well, he's going to tell, he's going to make sure it happens. Not that he's necessarily like brokering the deal, but Cuban wants to do anything to, to satisfy Luca. And so. The Mavs are like, all right, who's going to take Kristaps off their hands? And not many people raise their hand. So this is what they ended up with. Uh, I think, yeah, he's been playing better. 
you know, the last six weeks than the rest of his the time. The entire time, yeah, exactly. But I don't think many teams are going to just buy into that and be like, oh, look, Kristaps is back. Yeah, I'll give you something good back, you know? Like, if the three of us think he's still ass, why do you think NBA front offices are going to think he's good again? Is it too much to ask to get at least – one decent player or cap flexibility though like just trade it for expirings and and a pick or trade it for someone who trade it for one player who can shoot more than 31 should have traded him for Halliburton honestly (laughs) (laughs) I understand that like he's not a positive asset and I understand that this was the time to move him I just hate what they got in return I think Berton's returns to that magic of a 40 plus percent three point shooter. What are you going to be saying once that happens? Berton's is what are you going to be saying once that happens? His game mirrors mine, and that's not a good sign. Okay. He plays like I do on a basketball court. He's the Latvian laser. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate it. I don't know. I think this was not one of the most notable trades of the trade deadline anyways. So well, we're on our fourth trade that we've talked about truly <laughs> you know, negatively or that positively impacts either team. So it's like a wash. You know, I just realized we today we had two Latvian players traded for each other and two German players traded for each other. No way that's happened before. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I mean, how many Latvians are in the league? Two. I assume just got, so. There's going to be it's going to be one less after Bortanz is playing in China in a year. But <laughs> this is the worst trade player. I've seen in a while. I think. Can really Bertans dunk? I assume so. Is it? Can anyone in the NBA not dunk? Steph could barely dunk. He can do it though. He gets up there. Yeah, I guess that's so that one time he slipped though, and then airballed a three afterwards. Tough one. That's why Seth is a better brother. Yeah. Well, that's uh do we want to hit any more trades? I mean, there are a few more, but we're getting down to the the less notable ones. I'm trying any to other think. ones you guys want uh, to talk about? I mean, Seth mentioned Daniel Tice. I don't know if he really wants to talk about it. <laughs> what about Karis Levert? That was a, that was an interesting one. Yeah. Was it? I mean, it was less interesting all the ones I've named so far. That's why I laid six to the last. But yeah, I'm mean, I'm just with Karis. It's like, can he be better than a a ball stopper who's not that efficient at scoring? Like I kind of like yeah. him. I, I yeah. like watching him play in a sense. He's he's very fluid and smooth, but he's just not as efficient as I would like, and he hasn't shown much of an ability to play make so. I don't know. I, we'll should, see. I don't I really know if he trade. needs to play make though. With Kyle, tell him what the trade was. Uh, what was I'll the trade? I'll just tell him. Cavs, the Cavs received Karis Levert in the second for Rubio in the first slider protected in two seconds. Basically, he's he's their replacement for Colin Sexton, right? That scoring spark plug guard. Um, but a better defender. Is he a good I defender? Guess. I think he's better than Colin Sexton. Wow. Davis Bertans is always better than. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I think it's a good fit. For, he's exactly what they need, right? And you just hope that, like Seth said, he can kind of fit in the offense without taking over too much. But on a good team, I think I think he probably can fit that role. I mean, as long as they don't have to keep starting Dean Wade, I think they're Whoa. a better team. Do not speak ill of my favorite Dean Wade. Here's the thing about that. Is he the best D Wade the Cavs have ever had? Easily. Mm-hmm. I think yes, he is. I mean. <laughs> uh, all right. Is that it for NBA trade deadline? I'm less sweaty than I thought it would be after all that. <laughs> all right. Good. Well, uh, there's the, I don't know. If, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That was, I think that's going to be solid for you, actually. I like Derek. You know, I've always coveted him. I like Derek as well. I've heard other podcasts talking about, like, well, he's kind of like another Marcus Smart. Like, do we really need two of them? But, I mean, yeah, why not? He's a much better scorer than Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah. He's more consistent as an outside shooter than than Smart is. Um, Again, we really need, like, a – Lonzo Ball, Ricky Rubio, Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton type. Who's going mean, to run an offense? Froder, but but he's ass and doesn't run an offense very well. So I gotta I say, Kyle, first. man, out of your favorite players, you're really filling out the the my bottom five in the league. <laughs> Schroeder, yeah. one of the worst players in the league, probably. Rocco as well. Seth, am I wrong here? At least of the players who get minutes. Here's the thing. Yeah. Similar to my Wordle career, my hits are big and my misses are far or long. You know, I can't believe we had to talk about your Wordle again when it's in my nightmares. I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about how you get two and twos in Wordle. Somebody transition us to football. Well, for God's sake. Did we also want to mention one other trade? Charlotte getting Montrez Harrell. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You guys were complaining about how useless the trades were down this list. So, you know. I forgot about that one. There were so many. (laughs) There were a lot. That's going to be – I mean, they've been looking for a center for two seasons, right? I mean, anything's better than – what's his name? Which of the Plumleys do they have? Plumley brother, yeah, Mason. (laughs) Mason. Mason. (laughs) Miles. How's Miles doing? Is he okay? Is he safe? Is he alive? Where's the other – isn't there a third one? Yeah. One of them went to serve our country somewhere, I think. I don't recall the third one's name. Me neither, but – yeah, I like the trade. I think it's a nice pick and roll addition for for Lamelo to really thrive. Yeah, I like that a decent amount for them. It does. The only problem is it doesn't really improve their horrid defense. No, no, certainly not. I would have preferred Miles Turner. Though? I don't well, care. About Miles Turner, Turner would have been, been an incredible pickup for but them. I'm surprised the Pacers didn't deal him. Well, he got injured. injured, so that probably put a wrench in yeah, things. And true. I kind of think they. Once that happened and they got Tyrese, they're like, all right, we'll just see, we'll roll with Miles. So, yeah, Tyrese I, and Turner is going to be nice. I wonder if they were like, we're going to blow it up or maybe like get draft picks and then they're like, oh, they're offering Tyrese. Okay, it needs to be good. You know, <laughs> that's 100% what happened. So, oh, we would have done it for healed, but okay. <laughs> so fucking bad, dude. How about right. Sabonis for healed? And they're like, just healed? Take Tyrese too. <laughs> Get Tyrese out of here. He said he's going to build our culture. (laughs) (laughs) Sabonis might not say a word. Give him. Give him us. Give him to us. 
This is why the layman doesn't even know the Kings exist if they can name 25 franchises. All right, so let's talk about football, please. Can we? God. That's our bread and our, our butter. There's our transition. I'll put it I threw, in a, I threw a sick dime the other day in basketball, and I, I sang that. The people got to know. Remember that one that I had, though? Oh, Seth or Tom Brady? I don't know after that pass. I mean, it was, I mean, Tom Brady's retired, so I guess you. But uh, the Rams are playing the Bengals in a great animal mascot matchup, actually. I wonder who I'd take in a Ram versus a Tiger. I, mean, I guess obviously mm-hmm. a Tiger, but yeah. the Ram would get its fair shot of underrated. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, in these animal matchups, the Predator has never won. So, just put it out there. Wow. Uh, the Rams. <laughs> never? The pro- Rams probably because of that are favored by four right now. What um, do you mean never? That's not true. It, it, two animals against each other? Yeah, two animals in against each other. In the Super Bowl yeah. and the Predator has never won? Yeah. There's never been two Predators? Pit- I don't know. I just threw it out there as a throwaway joke. I didn't research it oh, at all. See, you can't do that to <laughs> us. What? <laughs> I was I mean, about to go looking Super Bowl by Super Bowl. It's true. Just you said I think so it's true. I just didn't look into it too deeply. Seth, you, you get oh get my idea god, when that. will the lies end? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna tell me the Cardinals have never played another animal in the, the Cardinals had a bird of prey. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They never played another team in the Super Bowl and lost. They lost to the Steelers. I know. I remember that's that just one. people that work at a steel mill. They're not predators. I mean, some of them might be. That was the first one that came to mind too, but I'm trying to think: Have they played any predatory okay. animals? Seth, your IT, you look on that. I'm looking I'll at keep it right now. Proving, yeah. proving I, have, I don't game. even know what to Google in that scenario. So I'm glad <laughs> Seth has this one. So the over/under is 48 and a 48 and a half. Two four seeds in the Super Bowl. First time there hasn't been a, a one through one three two, seed no. involved. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I, I mean it was. Uh, I, already, I already proved it wrong. Let's hear it. 2014, Seattle Seahawks, Denver Broncos. Seahawks won. Seahawks, you much think like Seahawks are predatory animals. They eat fish. <laughs> That's, That's true. a predator. They don't eat horses, though. Uh, well, they might if you give enough of them. <laughs> Tigers don't eat rams. Moin, 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 I mean, well, I guess that moin. random post on Reddit that I saw by. By a username, I love sixty nine. Wasn't correct. That's weird. They're usually the ones that have accurate information, though. <laughs> I know the worse the username, I feel like the better they are. Uh, so I gotta say, we gotta take just a moment and think about the fact that Bengals are here, right? I mean, if they win the Super Bowl, which they will, obviously, they will be probably one of the most unlikely teams to ever win the Super Bowl. I mean, they were one twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. That's what their odds were. This is a 10-7 and 7 team that's 17th in DVOA, which you know I love, meaning they're not even above average as a team. <laughs> and yet here they are at the Super Bowl on the backs of their defense and Joe Burrow coming through in the clutch. So we're going to go over our picks for the game, and then we're going to give you some player props and other props, some fun props that we think that we like in this game. Kyle, why don't you start off and tell me why you're, you're going to pick the Bengals to win? Because I know you are. I mean, I sure am. Um, it's just like, how can you watch Joe Shiesty play and not root for his team to win? Can we pause here? What is that nickname? Can you explain it to me? Uh, I don't really know if I can explain it. Um, <laughs> this is like one of those basketball reference nicknames. 
there was i'm assuming i haven't done the research of this um there was there is a rapper named Pooh shiesty p-o-o-h what like winnie the pooh Poo why shiesty. is that his name what does shiesty mean That's, how are you assuming that <laughs> where else have you heard the there's word... some rapper out there named Pooh shiesty no, no no i'm not assuming i'm telling you there is <laughs> okay yeah there is a rapper named Pooh shiesty has a mixtape called shiesty season can you tell me what shiesty means man i could look it up <laughs> is it like slang for something like a shyster like a... but Pooh doesn't sound like joe this is Shiesty usually refers to an action that is greedy and or inconsiderate. So we're Obviously. saying Joe is greedy and inconsiderate? When someone the is shy, it means they don't think about others and do things that help them, even if they know it harms someone else in any way. Wow. That's Joe. That's franchise Joe. <laughs> Joe Shiesty. Is his name Poe Shiesty? That would make more sense. Pooh Shiesty. <laughs> well then i don't get it i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know what to tell you that's the rapper's name i understand that's the rapper's name it yeah. doesn't rhyme with joe no it's they're not, just it's not winnie the the poe i i'm telling you right right now i don't know if joe got this nickname from said rapper or if Holy people shit. said shiesty just makes <laughs> sense and it sounds good and there is a rapper named poo shiesty so let's call him joe shiesty <laughs> I can't tell yes. if this is the worst podcast we've ever done or the best. I'm not, I really not I can sure. ask Tom Omen tomorrow. He'll probably know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, All right, Kyle, give me knowing that the Bengals, yeah. I mean, I, how, how do you – I can't root against that. I've been a Burrow fan since LSU, of course. Um, right? But it's uh, – they have the best – if not the best, one of the best wide receiver trios in the league, which we've talked about. And actually, um, somewhat one of the cornerbacks who from the Rams in an interview earlier this week said the same exact thing um, that in his opinion, Cincinnati has one of the best wide receiver trios in the league, but there's just so much offensive firepower on that team. And we've seen them overcome so much from better defenses or good defenses in the league. I think really the big eye opener was that massive win that they had against Baltimore in the latter half of the season, where they put like 42 points up on them. Um, you know, even still with that offensive line, Joe Burrow has showed time and time again that, you can knock him down three times and he's going to get up four. So it's like he just creates plays. They have Jamar Chase, who obviously is a stud in his own right in his rookie season. Um, it, it's like there's just so many weapons for them to, to use. And I just don't want to root against it. Shoot me. He's frozen. Now it's Sam's turn to be frozen. <clears throat> so Kyle, you said he can get he gets knocked down three times and gets up four times. Mm-hmm. So he gets knocked down the first time and then he gets up the first time. Knocked down the second time, gets up the second time. Knocked down a third time, gets up the third time. Then he's gonna trip and he's still gonna get right back up, baby. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, doesn't matter who's to... doing it. He's getting up. Seth, just tell me why you're thing. picking the Bengals as well. Just give it to me. Well, the real reason is because I have this physical therapist who <laughs> is from Cincinnati, lifelong Bengals fan, and I wouldn't be able to look him in the eye of physical therapy next week if I hadn't picked the Bengals. So, um, you, he wouldn't know who you picked, right? Do you, does that often come up in physical therapy? Well, now it does, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it's been one of those playoffs where really the whole season where I have not been able to predict anything that was going to happen and mm-hmm. nearly everything is a surprise. Yeah. Um, you know, after the we everybody would have said, oh, Chiefs, Bills, that was the Super Bowl, basically, after that game. Like, those are the two best teams. Whoever came out of that was going to win. And then the Chiefs lose the next game. And, you know, I, we could go on and on about all the outrageous things that have happened in the NFL season. All the, you know, the Bengals lost to the Jets, speaking of our Super Bowl contenders. So, that I really... Game they shouldn't have lost, though. Well, obviously, they were playing the Jets. <laughs> there was also a horrendous call to end that game. There was a really bad call, but they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Yeah, so I don't know that I have any X's and O's answers for you. Um, the Bengals have just been so resilient this season. I don't want to bet against Joe Burrow. I think he's better than Matt Stafford already. Um, it just feels like kind of their year. Although I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams won. So this is a, yeah, definitely a toss up. I wouldn't be surprised by either team. I like that point you made about this playoff set that has been wild. And that's the beauty of the NFL, right? You'd never see a team like the Bengals, their equivalent in the NBA, making the finals, right? Because it's a seven game series and the, the better team usually wins, you know, um, unless there's some freak injuries. And in the NFL, you can get. Any team can can get hot and win a couple of games and look at that, they're in the Super Bowl. And I, I almost feel like I'm gonna pick the Rams here and then just end up rooting for the Bengals when the game starts because I don't really want to root against them. Um all signs do point to the Rams, though. I mean, well, I picked them to make the Super Bowl before the season, so I guess I should have some shred of principle, even though I wagered on them before the season started to make the Super Bowl, and then I cashed it out halfway through the season for my money back when they were disappointing me. Further proving I am the worst gambler in America. (laughs) This was known. The Rams are fourth in DVOA, which is quite a bit better than the 17th that the Bengals are. Um, It's a home game for the Rams. We haven't even mentioned this yet. After not having a home game in the Super Bowl all these years, we have two back-to-back, although the home field advantage for the Rams is a little less than the Tampa because the Rams don't have any fans, which is part of what you need for a home field advantage. Uh, but they do get to sleep in their own beds, you know, and go through their normal routine, which certainly is an advantage, you would think. Um, Aaron Donald. I've heard of him. Maybe the best player in the football. He was saying before this game, he's like, I've done everything. I've accomplished everything I have to do in my career except win a Super Bowl. So, you know, he's itching for this to really – vault him into the pantheon of all-time greats. You don't think he said that last time he was in the Super Bowl? Maybe he didn't. (laughs) It wasn't that many years ago. 
that's an interesting part of it too, right? The fact that Sean McVay, boy wonder, got upstarted by Belichick in his first Super Bowl. And you know he's been up late at night in a cold sweat like I am with Kyle's Wordles thinking about that first Super Bowl. And he's ready to come back. The craziest part is Zach Taylor was on his staff when they went to that Super Bowl. A lot of people counted uh, Zach Taylor out too after his first year in as a I don't even know if Zach Taylor is good. He just has Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, who's to say really? I mean, he's probably good, but they're in the Super Bowl. He can't be well, I never mind. I'm not even gonna say yeah, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Pete Carroll. Yeah, I was gonna say Pete, Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why if we're gonna start basing things on winning, to we're gonna recant, have to go raise okay? a couple podcasts. I had to recant. <laughs> Man, I don't know. And I know we said this about the Titans game and the Bengals still find a way to win it, but they are going to have a tough time with that Rams line, right? We know the offensive line for the Bengals is an issue. Everyone has been proven wrong on both sides of the issue as to whether to draft a wide receiver or an offensive lineman last year. They went wide receiver and he's fucking awesome. And their offensive line sucks. So we'll see if that, that plays a huge factor much like it did last year, right, with Tampa Bay's defensive line just destroying the Chiefs' offensive line. That was the difference in the game, right? We'll see if that happens again. I do favor the Rams here, but I feel like I'm just going to find myself rooting for the Bengals when the game when the game kicks off. If there's anyone out there not knowing who they want to root for or should root for, I'll tell you right now that Bengals tight end C.J. Uzoma said that he will take a bath in Skyline Chili if Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl. Was it going to be like, they got to cool that chili down, right? It's going to be scalding. Have you ever seen Skyline Chili? I don't think it comes out hot. What is Skyline Chili? Is it different than normal chili? It's, uh, um, Skyline Chili is like the chili version of Portillo's for Ohio. Ah. But much worse. I would take a bath in chili. I don't have to win a Super Bowl to do so. Google right now a picture of Skyline Chili. This is going to be like the time you made me Google gangrene. Because <laughs> <laughs> if so, I'm out. Skyline Chili, he says. So this is like Cincinnati's go-to local local thing. Yeah. Hmm. What? Is that noodles? Are those noodles? You don't have noodles cheese. with your chili? No, I don't have noodles. Is it noodles? It's definitely noodles. Yeah. You don't, you don't have noodles? You have noodles with your chili? We had a chili contest for Halloween yeah. last year. We were all there. And not, no noodles. noodles. There were noodles. <laughs> Megan made noodles. Not, really? not spaghetti noodles. We use uh, like macaroni noodles. Mm, that's a little more reasonable. I've never seen this before, like spaghetti. So and, is and, there, are and, the noodles going to be in the bathtub with him? That's a great question. St. Patrick's Day, they dye their noodles green. And let me tell you, it's one of the most least appetizing looking things that you could the ever most see. Least appetizing. <laughs> I believe it. So I wonder if it's going to be like noodles bottom, him lying there, chili <laughs> on top of him. <laughs> all right. Well, I take that back, man. Bagels all the, the way bangles. after what I, what I just heard. Uh, let's, let's go over some props that we like, make the listeners some money. And I do like talking about the props in the Super Bowl because it kind of reveals how you think the game flow is going to go, right? This is only one game we're talking about here. There's only one, there's only two teams, but we can really dive into the nitty gritty by using props. So let me start with Gatorade bath. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I'm all for it. I had that on my prop list. 
Okay, go ahead. What do you favorite Gatorade bath? I have to go orange. I'm rooting for the Bengals. You know yeah. that the NFL doesn't want something that looks terrible. They're not going to drop red on someone that's going to look like a bloodbath. Orange is going to look great with those jerseys. It's Does be the orange. NFL control what Gatorade is poured over them? You don't think that the NFL has a say in what the, the images look like coming from a Super Bowl championship? Are, my question is, here's my question. The Gatorade tubs, right? Are there like a bunch of different flavors for the players That's to choose from? That's a great from? question, too. Or do they have one flavor on the sideline? I think it's the biggest mystery in the NFL, to be honest with you. I'm not sure anyone knows. That or O.J. Simpson? I'm not sure. That's not a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. Orange? Yes. I mean, if I think the Rams are going to win, I should favor yellow, right? Or yeah, blue. Or blue. Or clear. But clear just looks like water. Clear. wants that. Well, the clear one last water year. counts though if you wager on yeah, so that you get two for one. Mm. And if they happen to, to dump Pedialyte on them too, that's another one. Uh, <laughs> Seth, what about you? Any Gatorade or other? Are there more uh, more serious props? Um, well, one I saw was uh, Jason Tatum three pointers made versus mm. Rams total touchdowns. Ooh, I love uh, those. Rams total touchdowns. <laughs> Wow, really? I mean, Tatum's shooting 32% from three this season, so. That's still better than Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> yeah, high praise. Um, <laughs> the other one I like, the other one I like, which according to some random website, <clears throat> is plus 500. Um, any team to kick a game-winning walk-off field goal at the end of regular time. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, Maybe I'm being greedy asking for such a thing, but if this playoffs is any indication, it seems like a lock. For real. I mean, that divisional weekend, if the NBA trade, line, trade deadline didn't kill us, that would have. There were – every game went down to the wire. I mean, I would love that, man. Ooh, or can we get an OT too? Man, is that too much to ask for? Uh, I like uh, first kickoff, no touchback, and I'll tell you why. Pat McAfee let it slip that they use a different football for the first kickoff, which mm-hmm. how is this even legal? I don't know, but Wait, what? Heard, yeah, yeah heard they use a commemorative football for the first kickoff so they can keep it afterwards. And it's heavier than the regular football. Mm-hmm. Why, why would they do this? I don't know, but that why, means they can probably it kick it heavier. Less. If it's I don't know. I don't make, the they don't football. let the players, they don't let the players practice with it either. So they don't get to. And if Matt Gay kicks it off, he's got a little injury. He's got a little tweak. He can't make it to that fucking. Is it made of metal or what? Yeah, it's it's actually straight, uh, straight stainless steel. Actually, and you know the guy who's who's in the end zone. He wants to return that first kickoff. It's the fucking Super Bowl. Always, yeah. He wants the Devin Hester. They want the Devin Hester moment. Yeah, exactly. So I I like that quite a bit. You can get plus money for that too because most things are touchbacks. I like that bet. Also, McPherson, anything McPherson. I like longest field goal over. I like McPherson attempts over. I mean, they do like to kick a lot of field goals, and why wouldn't you when you yeah, have when money Yeah, you got back. money back. I do worry, though. I worry for him because anytime a kicker gets a nickname, it seems to become really bad in the coming years. I mean, there's the money back. I mean, the left leg of Poland was <sighs> – for how Wasn't long? That just, you know, I, I looked that up that. the other day. I'm pretty sure I just gave that to him because I couldn't find anywhere on the internet that, that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that uh, doesn't count then. Yeah. 
I mean, the money badger is, is money no longer, so I, I fear Money Mac may go down the same money road. The best NFL kicker and nicknames. All right, you look at that. Kyle, what's your next prop? Uh, so I think it's a high-scoring affair. We have players that could score from all over on both sides of the ball or on both teams, whether it be running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. So I like um, the plus 400 bet of each the Bengals and the Rams to score one or more rushing touchdowns and one or more passing touchdowns. So both mm. teams has to have would have one of each at least. I like that. Nice plus money too. Yeah, that's a nice one. Um, other one that I'm really big on, Burrow and Stafford to combine for 600 plus passing yards. Plus 150. Mm. Yeah, I think both they're going to be throwing a lot. Both of them have thrown for over 300 passing yards in three of the last five games. If it's going to be a high-scoring affair, which I'm thinking it will be, then they're going to be they're going to be throwing the rock. I mean, a 70-yard play for Jamar Chase is is an easy, you know, that gets us just under a quarter of the way there. Perfect. We're right on our way. Yeah. Um, I like speaking of quarterbacks. I like combined interceptions over one and a half. These yeah, two I mean, Stafford's good for two by himself. Stafford's good for two by himself. Burrow had 14 this year. He's had a couple in the playoffs. It's a fun one. Um, I like I T. Higgins, my boy. The man that I birthed with my own loins to go over his longest reception. Which number I can't believe the number. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I didn't write down the number. I think it's like 29 or something like that. No, I can't do that. 24 and a half. Uh, they like to hit Chase and a lot of Chase and Boyd and a lot of shallow things. I mean, I mean, Chase will get a couple deep looks too, but I think T is really going to exploit this Rams um, secondary because I think Rams is going to be on Chase a decent amount yeah. and uh, T will be on Darius Williams, who to be kind has not been great. So I think they're going to be looking at T early and often. And I like that. And I like it's just his yards over in general. Plus, He's on my fantasy team, so I'll be rooting for it as well. Seth, what about your research? What did they come up with? I did not come up with anything. What good are you if you're if you're not IT, huh? I guess I mean, Kyle is supposed to be our in podcast researcher. Exactly. I don't want to steal Kyle's job. Any? Do you have any more props? I already gave you two. <laughs> I'll give you no more. <laughs> Um, coin toss heads, you got to do it easy, easy yeah. money. I was looking fails at fails though. Yeah, but you always got to bet on your head. Um, so I was looking at previous years, uh, what the result of the coin toss is. It's much Why? more favorable to be heads. And I'm wondering if this commemorative coin that they use mm-hmm. due to the, whatever coin. they use is tails. Whatever is on that side requires just a little bit more weight. Much like the commander of ball. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the last eight in the last eight Super Bowls, the team that has won the coin toss lost the game? I did not know that. So I don't know if it's something with because they always defer. Maybe it's something with that. Maybe you want to actually take the ball or maybe it's just random. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do is live bet. Okay. 
whoever loses the whoever loses the toss better than them to win the game. You heard it here first. I think uh, is there anything any more Super Bowl talk? Uh, the first, the very first Gary bath in NFL history was given to Bud Dicka. So there you go. That's all I have. <laughs> I think we'd be remiss to not mention now that um, NFL awards are being announced tonight as well. Mm. Comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. NFL mm. rookie, offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. Mm. Defensive rookie of the year, our boy Micah Parsons, unanimous. It's got to be, yeah. Well, we're going to lose him when the league resets. So, uh, do they announce MVP yet? The, no. The award that no that. one cares about or remembers who won. Do you remember who won MVP last year? Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Cooper Cup won uh, Offensive Player of the Year, of course. Do we think he wins MVP? I feel like. I mean, he deserves to, but they don't take the playoffs into account or anything that matters. They only just pick the quarterback who doesn't get vaccinated. So it was Aaron (laughs) Rodgers this year. (laughs) It's it's the dumbest. Is it the dumbest award in sports? Obviously not. But the fact that it has to be a quarterback every year is so dumb. Most improved in basketball pissed me off every time. So. That's up there. Although John is going to pick this a second-year player because they're supposed to improve. Isn't everyone supposed to improve? I have been improving. I've just been my same self. I think John's going to win this year, though. That would be. I think that's deserving. You want a wholesome story around the Super Bowl that I heard? Please, I've been waiting for it. So when Joe Burrow was rehabbing from his injury, he was rehabbing in mm. L.A., and he doesn't know anyone out there. Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth, reached out to him as he was rehabbing as well and was like, hey, you know, if you want to rehab together, I'm rehabbing as well out here. They developed quite the friendship, and Joe Burrow spent numerous Sundays watching NFL games with Whitworth at his house the year that they were both rehabbing. And now they meet in the Super Bowl. Wow. Incredible. You think they kiss? Wholesome. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Boys, I am excited for this weekend. We're all getting together. We'll all be together. uh, So I'm sure we'll have many stories from that to tell in the podcast. I'm making a whole bunch of dicks, which for the layman are uh, buffalo chicken dip on Hawaiian rolls, to be specific. Speaking of, Kyle, do do you and Megan like deviled eggs? No response. Why? Well, how do you even think her, about not, it? her is a no. Me, I is, love deviled eggs. I'm a, you know, it depends on the day. All right. What about Sunday? Sounds like I'm bringing them. <laughs> if you come up, if you show up without deviled eggs, I'll be upset. So. All right, I'll I'll bring deviled eggs and something else. I might bring a dessert as well. We'll see. Good. Well, we did it, boys. In a tidy hour and a half, we went over the NBA trade deadline and the Super Bowl. They said we couldn't do it. Now we didn't quite fit in the handball. Yeah, of the minor hopefully leagues. next time. Variety. We'll get to minor league handball. Yeah. Tough one. Have you guys been watching the Olympics? No. No. Nice. Me neither. All right. Well, <laughs> I suppose that'll do it. <laughs>